0: Welcome to the Everyone Has a Story podcast presented by the Business and Education Alliance, where students' talents, interests, and aptitudes can be connected to the dynamic world of work. Welcome to today's episode of Everyone Has a Story, hosted by the Business and Education Alliance. My name is Bob Gimignani. I'm very pleased to have with us today, Taylor Bishop. Taylor is an evening anchor at Fox 21 News. Taylor, thank you so much for being here today with us.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Bob.
0: Yeah, this is great. So uh, let's jump right into part one of our interview, your career story. Um, So think back to just a few short years ago, Taylor, when you were perhaps in middle school or high school. Thoughts, uh, did you have any thoughts occur to you back then about what kind of job you wanted to have when you got out of school?
1: You know, even up until late high school, like I was about to graduate, I still kind of had no clue. But one day I sat down with my mom. And, um, you know, she was like, well, what, what things do you like? And what things, you know, could you take into a career one day? And I'd always really liked public speaking, I had always been, you know, the the person who did the morning announcements at school. And um, I remember, I mean, when I was like, two years old, I said the Pledge of Allegiance at preschool graduation. And so I've always been into public speaking and and being in front of a camera in some way or another. So we kind of like discuss, you know, these things that, okay, well, that's some common ground that you've you've realized throughout the years that you've liked to do. Um, Did a speech at um, graduation and things like that. So um, I knew I liked public speaking, um and i also really liked writing so i for a moment thought i wanted to be an english teacher my mom and dad were both teachers and they were like i don't think you want to be an english teacher whenever you uh when you grow up um just it, it's hard and i i i knew it was hard but um so we came to the conclusion of like broadcast journalism we didn't really talk about news anchor or anything like that but but some type of like writing and um public speaking type um, job where I would be, I would major in, in broadcast journalism. So it was like late high school. I'm talking like weeks before graduation that I settled on. Okay. Let's get into broadcast journalism.
0: Excellent. And here you are
1: here actually
0: in broadcast journalism, which by the yeah. way, Taylor <clears throat> probably puts you in uh, a category of about 10% of the hundreds of people we've interviewed. Most people are not doing today what they envisioned when they were younger. So congratulations.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah, I feel lucky to have a lot of people and it's totally normal to, um, you know, not know, not know for till you're about to graduate college um, or if you if you don't decide to go to college, you know what it is you you want to do. And then sometimes it's still not right. And I felt really lucky to fall into something that um, has been has felt right. From from the beginning,
0: yeah, and you know we're hoping that what we're doing here at the Business and Education Alliance will help affect that trajectory for mm-hmm. lots more students, yeah. and your experience will benefit uh, students as they uh, explore careers in broadcast journalism.
1: For sure, I hope so.
0: Taylor, what was your first ever paid job?
1: First ever paid job? Well, my mom, other she was a teacher for eighteen years, and then my parents um, owned a restaurant, um, so it was called Catfish Cabin from Northwest Arkansas. So um, she owned a catfish restaurant and I started bussing tables probably when I was eight or nine. I didn't get paid then, but eventually it turned into waiting tables. By the time I was about 12, I was consistently like part-time job waiting tables for her. So I got a lot of experience talking to people being in the service industry with that as well. And kind of um, people pleasing if you, if you will.
0: Well, you did get paid, Taylor, because your parents fed you and clothed you. Exactly. In kind contributions. Being
1: able to live in the house.
0: (laughs) Taylor, when you were in high school, um, did you have access to any sort of like structured career connected learning? Like, were you able to job shadow professionals or do internships with local area folks in jobs, maybe that you were interested in? Was that kind of programming available to you? And if so, did you take advantage of it?
1: I don't remember having that available to me. Maybe it was, and I was just not interested. But um, I never did any type of in high school. Never did any type of job shadowing, internship, nothing like that. That that would have prepared me um, to to explore um, different different industries. Um, but maybe maybe it was there, and I just didn't seek it out. But um, I never did, and I and I don't recall that being an opportunity.
0: All right, Taylor, now you get to lay out your journey uh, to being an evening news anchor at Fox 21 News from that, you know, that late high school decision that you made with Mm -hmm. your mom. If you could uh, lay out your path, like how did you get here? Uh, What education did you pursue? What various roles have you had in broadcasting? And if, if, if you could also try to sprinkle in there how you perhaps inventoried what you thought you were good at in broadcasting and what your interests were that maybe helped you refine your decision-making as you've moved along in your career. So the floor is yours for as long as you need it, Taylor.
1: Absolutely. So right after that conversation with my mom, you know, that I, real that I, you know, thought, okay, broadcast journalism is it. I ended up still taking a year off from college between high school. I graduated and I really... Exerted a lot of energy between sports and, and um, academics. My, my dad was, uh, was a teacher and coach at school, so he was right there hounding me um, for years and years. And um, I just felt like I needed a break. And um, I'm really glad I did take that year off because I was so determined to go back and just get it done, get through college and get it over with. By the time I did take that year off, I, I worked. Actually, I moved out and, and was working full time, moved, moved away from home, and um, I uh, just put my, put my head down and saved some money. And then I actually enrolled in community college. And I'm also really glad I did that because I saved so much money. You know, taking that year off, clearly scholarships weren't in the cards for me, not that they really academically definitely were not um, in the cards for me. Um, if I hadn't taken that year off, But, um, community college really let me get those general education classes, um, for way cheaper than just going straight into a university. So I was really glad I did that. And in the back of my mind, I always knew, you know, I, I wanted to do broadcast journalism and then eventually I'm going to get in these, um, specialized classes that I'm going to need for my future career. So, um, I went to Ozarks Technical Community College, um, in Springfield, Missouri, and, um, I, you know, put my head down, took summer classes. I, um, you know, just got as many hours as I possibly could to just get through it. And then um, I I got it done in about a year and a half, my general eds. And then I went on to Missouri State University and um, then started getting into some of the classes that I really was like, okay, broadcasters, i I'm actually really liking this. It was a very small broadcast journalism program. There were, you know, I think six of us that graduated the year that I graduated. So it was very one-on-one. And I had a really, really good professor who just made everything. Um, he was so realistic with me. And he, he's like, you're not gonna make any money when you start out. You're gonna have to work really, really hard. You're gonna be out there by yourself, no cameraman. You're gonna be, um, you know, carrying around 50 pound bags. Um, with your camera and and you you better be ready. Um, you might have to work other side jobs to be able to support yourself. so he was very realistic in the fact that it is not glamorous and was he ever correct? so I was really happy to have you know that um, somebody just really be um, so honest with me because he had worked in the industry and that professor, I'll never forget him just because he was so um, you know didn't didn't glamorize anything and I'm really glad he didn't. Cause I think that's what helps some, some people think it is glamorous, get into the industry and realize, whoa, 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 whoa. This is, this is not lights, camera, action. Like I thought it was, um, you know, this is hard, hard work, um, for not very much pay. So, um, I graduated from college in 20, December of 2014. I, I graduated in winter. Um, and I, the whole time, you know, I was I had a full-time job. I was um general manager of a bar in um in in my college town. But at the same time, I was um I I interned at another TV station. It was um KY3 um in Springfield, Missouri, and I I wanted to get into sports when I first started. Um like I wanted to be like a sports reporter or a sports anchor. Um, and so I I interned with the sports program, um, at, uh, KY three. And so that really gave me good experience too. You know, they sent me out with a camera, sent me out and, and I was shooting high school football and and coming back and having to edit it myself and it was going to air. So that was, um, really, I felt rewarding to me, um, so that they, you know, trusted me to be able to do that when I really didn't know what I was doing. And, um, it gave me really good, Real life once again experience. I also worked as a student employee at the P- there was a PBS station inside um, our college at the broadcast um, department, and so I worked there. I shot all the basketball, football games, and then I, they taught me how to cut highlights, and I would cut highlights for the for the team and for the college. Um, so it was go go go. Like I said, put my head down and just try to get as much experience. As much make as much money and save money as I could while putting putting myself through through college and and studying you know at three a.m. when I got off from from work at the bar. Um, but I um, before I graduated college, I started applying for jobs, which was that same teacher who said, you know, you don't want to wait until after you graduate; you want to start applying for jobs now. So I probably applied to one hundred different tv stations and i knew i wasn't going to the big market there was no la there was no chicago there was no denver in, in in the cards for me you know so i was it was very very small billings montana places like that that i that i was um applying to and, and and when you're applying for jobs in broadcast news it's not like you send an application you have a reel so um i had made this reel through stories that i had done in college And, um, you know, the teachers had helped you, you know, choose your best one. So you have, you know, this best package to present to to future employers. Um, And so a hundred different stations I probably applied to all very small. And then I applied to Colorado Springs was the biggest market I applied to. And I have thought, oh, I love Colorado, but there's no chance. There's no chance this big market will hire this fresh out of college little girl. Um, And so I had heard back eventually from three different TV stations that I had applied to Colorado Springs, Jefferson city, Missouri, and Biloxi, Mississippi. The Biloxi job was a sports, um, weekend sports anchor job. The Jefferson city job was a reporter. We were called multimedia journalists or MMJs these days, because you, it, whenever you get hired as an MMJ, you don't expect to have a cameraman with you. Like, like I said, you're going to be out there by yourself. Um, so in an MMJ position here at Box twenty one in Colorado Springs as well, so um, it was kind of a no brainer. Like Colorado Springs, Jefferson City, Missouri, Biloxi, Mississippi. I think I'll I think I'll take Colorado Springs, and I just um my conversation with my now boss um Joe Cole um he's our news director. It just felt just felt kind of natural, you know. It was probably the furthest away from home, which was scary, but um, it just felt like um that this was the place. Um, that I wanted to be. So I started in two weeks after I graduated from college. I started here at Fox 21, moved out, moved all my stuff across the country a week later, um, and then started here um, in January of 2015, right after I graduated from college in December 2014. And then, um, so like I said, I was hired as a multimedia journalist. So in the on-air talent, usually signs a contract. So I had signed a two-year contract. I was thinking, yeah, I'll be here for two years. I'll, I'll get, you know, some, some stories under my belt. I'll get some experience um, and then I'll move on. I'll move on from Colorado Springs. Um, so I, um, I first day, this is, I always tell this story because I feel like they were hazing me. They say they weren't, but I feel like they were. Um, my first day they sent me to the top of Pikes Peak by myself in a news car, I've never driven, um, you know, they're sometimes they're a little rickety, you know, a lot of people are driving these things and not taking great care of them. So um, I drove to the top of Pikes Peak. The story was back when they uh, were just uh, proposing the new summit house like the old summit house was still there it was just a proposal like maybe we'll do this someday and so the story was that and it was getting video of the old summit house well I had to drive to the very top mind you it's January there are there's snow on the switchbacks 70 mile an hour winds on the top of Pikes Peak I'm in a dress totally not prepared you know I'd been in Colorado for a week not knowing what I was getting myself into um, but i I did it I did it by myself I came down I put together the story and it went on the new- news that night um, and it was there for a minute when I'm driving those switchbacks on Pikes Peak thinking I don't know first of all I don't know if I'm going to live to tell about this but second of all I don't know if this is for me this is tough this is hard and but but the accomplishment I felt once I got down and I had I had done it it felt really good and I got good feedback from from my new co-workers that you know it looked good and I had done a good job and I did it all by myself. Um, so I spent about a year just as a, just as an MMJ multimedia journalist covering all types of different stories. Um, just general news, you know, you go out, you shoot a story, uh, you, you set up your interviews, you go and interview them. Um, you go shoot B-roll and you have to be back and have it ready by your deadline. Um, and, and ready to go. And you have several shows you've got to expand your story on, um, and then get it on the website. So it's all about making that deadline um, and, and, and telling the story in a um, interesting way that helps people as well. So um, for about a year, I did that. And then a um, weekend evening anchor position came open and I really wanted that. And so um, I, you know, went and talked to my boss. Hey, I'd really, I feel like I'm ready. Um, And I, I eventually got the job and for about a year, I did that and, um, I anchored and produced the weekend news. So, so at this point I've got the, I've got the reporting, the f- photography, I've got all that. I've learned all that experience. And then I had to learn to produce. Um, so producing the show is you're, you're choosing the stories that are most timely, um, that, that affect viewers in, in Southern Colorado that affect our community, that they might be interested and in. You're finding the way to put them in the show and, um, Um, uh, in a way that flows. um, And also you're writing the story. So sometimes it can be a press release coming from um, police, or it can be tweets coming from the library, things like that, that you just have to take and put into a way that people can understand and, and that you're saying conversationally. So I'd write all the stories, then I'd, then I'd anchor them, read them. And then I would uh, you know, present the news and I'd assign photographers to go, to go places as well. And, um, that was a very, I learned a lot. It was tough. I learned a lot from that. Um, and then about a year, a year later, um, I was offered the evening 5 PM anchor job. So there was still, um, There was still a main evening anchor who was doing the six thirty, the nine, and the ten. There was a you know a a man and a woman doing it together, and um, I was just doing the the five o'clock on my own. So um, I didn't have to produce that show, which was like a little bit of a break for me, which was kind of like a reward. It felt like wow, okay, I've I've learned all this stuff. Like I can pretty much do anything at this station. Like I've I this. Thank you, thank you. This is a reward. Um, And then probably a year and a half, I think maybe two years after that, I, I was promoted to the main evening anchor job. Um, the, the previous anchor, female anchor, she left. Um, and the nice thing about Fox 21 is they really hire within. So we've had a lot of people who have gone from interns to morning anchors. Um, so, so that was one thing that was, um, really they allowed me the opportunity at Fox Twenty One, which a lot of other stations don't allow um, hiring, you know, uh, anchors that young, or um, you know, allowing a weekend to anchor to be a year out of out of college and things like that. So I really felt lucky to get this the opportunity that I've gotten here at Fox Twenty One to kind of um, progress my career quicker than I ever thought I would have. I really thought I'd still be out in the field grinding. Um, to this day. Um, So I feel lucky. But um, so now I'm the evening, um, main evening anchor. It's almost been three years. So I've been so remember when I said that I um, was only signing a contract for two years, I've been here for seven years now. And I've fallen in love with not only the station, but Southern Colorado, Colorado Springs, um, you know, I got married, I had a baby, and it doesn't look like I'm leaving unless they kick me out. But um, I anchor the 5, 6, 30, 9, and 10. And I I have Scott, my my co-anchor, he anchors with me. And then we have um, a meteorologist who um, is d- doing the weather with us as well. So um, yes, yeah, 5, 6, 30, 9, and 10. And I, I found through along the way, um, a kind of a love for telling um, stories about food. Um, I will go back to my mom owned a restaurant. So that kind of, kind of was a always intriguing to me. Always love, obviously love to eat. Um, but I like to tell the stories behind the people who own restaurants or, you know, uh, it's not just a business. It's, it's a human back there. Who's who owns this place and is, is working for you. Um, so I, um, I started a franchise. This was probably, uh, I think it's been three or four years that I've been doing. It's called restaurant report card. Now it used to be like a dirty dining. Like we'd feature a a place that had really good health inspections. And we'd, we'd also like highlight a place that probably didn't have such great health inspections, but since the, uh, pandemic, we've kind of had to alter that a little bit and just, um, you know, we don't want to kick people while they're down when, when it comes to restaurants. So, um, we've kind of, altered we went to hiring you know helping helping restaurants you know get the word out that they they had positions open needing to hire people um and then it's just kind of involved into telling the stories of these these restaurants that have struggled um throughout the pandemic and are still in in some cases struggling and telling their story and and maybe trying to trying to get them some help and tell the community hey let's rally behind them and let's um let's go eat there and give them our business because um, they could really use it. Um, so I still do that franchise restaurant report card, which is fun for me. And that's actually how I met my husband as well. He had a food truck in Pueblo and he passed restaurant report card. Good thing he passed. It probably wouldn't have been the same story if he had failed restaurant report card. So he, his food truck had had, you know, some good, um, really good health inspections. So I went down there to an interview. It was a couple of years later that we actually like started dating and eventually got married but um yeah i met i met my husband doing this job and now we have a baby so um yeah it's um it's been a wild ride but it's been a humbling and fun one
0: what a great journey thank you so much taylor so did you ever find out the real story behind the january excursion to pike's peak was it hazing or was it for real
1: they say they weren't hazing me the person who actually the assignment editor doesn't even work here anymore, but we're still close friends and text all the time. She actually moved to Las Vegas and got out of the business, but, um, they say, no, we just needed that, that story done. And I, you know, looking back now, I kind of am glad they really gave me like the toughest task I possibly could have had on my first day. It was like, okay, we're not gonna, we're not gonna babysit you. Your professor in, in college was, was right. <laughs> this is, this is tough. So I'm kind of looking. Back, I'm glad, and, and it allowed me to pr- prove myself. You know, I came back first day. and said, "Here it is. You're welcome." <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, great, that's awesome. Hey Taylor, what would you say has been the single biggest challenge you have faced in your professional career so far, and how have you overcome that?
1: Oh, single biggest challenge. I'm gonna have to say it has probably been, and it's changed throughout the seven years that I've that I've been. news but it's the perception of the media has kind of waxed and waned in the seven years that i have been doing this um but you know sometimes we can get some really mean emails or calls or direct messages via social media things like that that um are um usually usually just Disinformed, um, you know. I have I have an issue with people calling us the media um, because that's such a vague term. You know, the media. It's like yeah, everything falls under that, really. Podcasts, anything. So for me, local news is your least biased media you're ever going to find because we are just working for the community. We live in this community too. You know, we are just um, we're telling the stories that are happening in this community um, and. and if we don't give both sides, somebody's gonna say something to us. Our our bosses are gonna say something to us. You know, there's just like in the government, there's checks and balances. There's Republicans and Democrats and independents. There's Republicans, Democrats, and independents all under the same roof in every TV station in America. And, and that's your checks and balances. Is those people, there's tons of eyes that go over a story every every time you write one. And and if you're showing bias, if you're um Idea or your um, opinion is able to come through that story. Somebody's going to call you out, and, and and if not, I would maybe choose a different medium um, or news station to watch. If you know by the end of by the end of the story, the journalist's opinion, um, they're not doing their job. Um, so that has been really tough to um, you know. Sometimes I even have to explain to family members that. Christmas dinner and things like that. Oh, you work for Fox news. Well, local news, is, local news is a lot different um, than, you know, we're, we're not owned by Fox news and, and explaining that whole thing has been sticky and, and difficult and, and dealing with the words you receive, not only about, you know, the polarizing topics, but your appearance too. Um, that can, that hurts sometimes as much as you say, y'all hey, oh, let it roll off still sticks in the back of your mind for a day, sometimes a week, and then you let it roll off.
0: Well, thanks for being vulnerable on that, Taylor. I appreciate it. Hey, Taylor, do you want to give a shout out to some people who've shown up uh, along your journey uh, to speak into your life in a meaningful way?
1: Well, of course, my mom and dad, um, they've always kind of like, let me make mistakes um, along the way and and just kind of be myself, which has um, in turn helped me, I think, Um, here because you know they don't Fox 21 doesn't ask me to be anyone but myself Uh, I can be goofy I can I can crack a joke and and be silly um when when the timing's right not when I'm reading a a serious news story but but throughout um I can I can joke with my my co-anchor and stuff and so um I think that's translated from even childhood my parents really just letting me be myself um Um, And it's helped um, tremendously, I think on air too, because people can relate to that. And I feel like people, people feel that through, you know, if you're not yourself, people are going to pick up on that um, through the TV. Absolutely. People aren't dumb. They know if you're being fake or not. Um, Also, I'll go back to that professor um, at Missouri State, who was one of my broadcast journalism professors. Um, He just, um, Swift, Professor Swift, he was um, just, like i said so realistic with me and i i had i was so prepared to know what i was getting into and um that it was it was going to be tough my boss here at fox 21 um joe cole the, our news director he's also been just really helpful um and, and allowing me that opportunity you know you letting this little 23 year old girl from um arkansas first of all, get the job. And then, and then a year later, let me move up to weekend anchor and, and now main anchor in, in seven years. So just believing in me and also working with me, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't overnight. There was things I obviously had to work on, um, throughout those years, but, um, just, um, yeah, he definitely has been a cheerleader for me as well.
0: Taylor, what would you say to your teenage self knowing what Mm. you know today?
1: Don't worry about it. Just Everything's going to fall into place. It's going to have to happen for a reason. Don't stress yourself out about not knowing what it is you want to do when you grow up because you're going to find it. Um, it may take a couple tries, but you're gonna you're you're gonna be able to figure it out. Um, and just um, maybe other stuff too, just like the things that are happy that you think are so big in your life right now, you're gonna look in a month, two months, but not very long, and think, wow, why was I even worried about that happening?
0: Good stuff, thank you so much. Taylor, um, give us a little bit more insight on Fox 21 News. What does your business do? Uh, what's your mission and who are your customers?
1: Absolutely, so our customers are um, Southern Colorado. So we, um, we're we covering news for El Paso County, Pueblo County, Teller County, uh, Fremont County, all the way down almost to the border of New Mexico. So pretty much if you can think from like beyond Monument Hill in Monument, like just before Castle Rock down to the border of New Mexico, honestly, there's people out in Springfield and places like that, that, um, that, that can tune in and get us over the air. Um, so that's really our customers is we're just trying to find niche stories and, um, things that, um, may affect a lot of people, um, and that people can relate to, but also human interest stories, things that make you smile, things that remind you that there's good in the world, especially in Southern Colorado, even in the middle two, two years into a pandemic, there's still good out there and, and in your community. So our mission is really just to um, you know, tell the news um, in a way that is um, personable, um you know like i like i said going back to them letting us be human you know i i never want to talk like read the prompter like i'm a a, a robot you know i want to talk like you and me are talking right now um and, and like i'm reaching through the the tv to to sit in your living room with you and just have a conversation um, but also keep people informed of the things that are happening, um, any crime that's maybe gone on in their neighborhood. Um, they, they saw a road shut down and wondered why, we'll we'll tell you why um, and things like that. So our mission is really just to keep Southern Colorado informed and also make them smile.
0: Excellent, and as a viewer and consumer of your news, sometimes you all do a good job at that. So
1: well, thank congratulations,
0: you, yeah. Um, Okay, so we are privy to some research. Uh, Middle school students in Adams County were able to name four jobs on average. Um, So this next question goes to, you know, expanding what students might understand uh, the kind of roles that operate in a newsroom. So you're the Mm -hmm. anchor, of course, everybody sees you and your co-anchor, but what Mm -hmm. other kinds of jobs uh, work in that newsroom? Talk Talk to students about that a little bit.
1: There's so many key jobs that it takes seriously a village to get one newscast. Even if it's 30 minutes, it takes a village to get on air. So obviously you also see our meteorologists. Um, they have, they're they the ones dealing with the science and the math and the technology. Like we'll leave that to them. Um, there's a reason I got into writing so I didn't have to do math. So we leave that to, to, to the meteorologists. But um, also behind the scenes, there's um, the directors. So if you can imagine, there is a, um, there's a back room. It's like a big board um, that just, it, it looks like, it looks like a bunch of buttons and it honestly scares me, but they are the person who sits back there. Anytime you see any graphics come across the, um, like like my name, if my name were to come up at the bottom of the screen, um, they're pressing that button to make that go when you see video come on, they are pressing that button to make that go. When we come back onto the camera, or if we switch to another camera where it's two of us on, on camera, and then it's just one of us on camera, they're pressing all those buttons. I can't even wrap my head around how difficult that would be. Cause your mind has to be watching the prompt or where we are in the story, but also thinking ahead to what's next. Oh, I can't even, I would, it scares me just, just to think about being a director. So there's also a producer. So I talked a little bit about producing um, when I was anchor and producer of the weekend newscast. So the producer gathers the news, everything that's happening in the community today has to be timely has to be happening like today, yesterday, or if there's an update to something that happened earlier this week, we'll we'll let people know we'll follow through with the rest of the story. Um, So they're gathering all of that and, putting it into the show in a way that, um, that flows correctly. Um, you know, you don't want to, you don't want a story about a deadly car crash and then a happy story about, um, a puppy at the Humane Society. Um, that doesn't work well when, when that happens. Um, but it, it does happen. Um, but, um, they are, and they're, they're also writing everything. Um, so everything they write my co-anchor and I will go back in we'll tweak things and like double check things but we'll we'll write it in our voice so you know if there's a word that like I don't like the word residents um it just doesn't seem conversational to me and you hear that in the news all the time residents of El Paso County people or people so that's one thing like I go in and change like every producer I'm like don't put residents and I go in and change all the time but um There's also reporters. So reporters um, go out and gather the news. Uh, I talked about being a reporter earlier. They go out, they are assigned a story. We have an assignment editor. So they're the person who um, decides what story is going to be covered that day. And it's a collaborative, um, we have a meeting and there's collaboration about what the producers think, you know, they might want um, their reporters to cover. And, and luckily here at Fox 21, like the, the reporters also get some say like, oh yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a, that's a great story. Um, and then, um, our news director, I talked about him, Joe, he's the, he's the big boss. He kind of, you know, makes the overarching decisions, but, but like I said, it is a collaborative effort where like we all kind of chime in and say, you know, yeah, this sounds good. Um, There are also um, photographers. So they are just going out um, sometimes with a with a reporter to help them shoot their story or if there's something that doesn't warrant a reporter they will go and just shoot it on their own um, come bring back and edit the video to go to the newscast Um, there are also um, we have a creative services department so they make all of our um, commercials our promotions so like they work a lot with the sales side of um, the building about um You know, if they sell, if the the sales team sells a commercial, they will go out and shoot the commercial for, for the client. And then it makes it to air that you would see, um, you know, in the, in the breaks of the newscast, um, there are, there's also an editor. So, um, the editor, anything that is not shot by a reporter or a photographer. So sometimes we'll get, um, we'll get video from our sister station in Denver, Um, and, um, it's like, it could be a story like, for instance, the Marshall fire in Boulder County that recently happened. So like, we obviously didn't send, um, a crew there because there's, Denver has a huge, huge manpower. They have way more reporters than we do. And that's, people in boulder county aren't watching fox 21 they're watching fox 31 in denver but but people in colorado springs el paso county you know this is a fire we we know fires in in this area so it's it can be um interesting and concerning to people um here so we still want to show you know what's going on throughout the state um so so say for instance we take a story from fox 31 in denver the editor We'll take that video and send it to the show. Just so the the reporters, they're on their story. They're editing. They're they're doing their story. The photographers, anything they've shot throughout the day, they're they're getting that together. And anything that comes from an outside source, um, that is the editor who does that. The editor also does rolls the prompter for us. So we get pretty close with with the editor. So they are they come in here and um, it's actually just like a little wheel like this and and they just roll this wheel along with the words like they have a little screen that shows the words as well and they and they roll the prompter for us um what else um there's engineers we have three engineers one's like an it um he does like most of the computer stuff and the other one's like handyman like if anything breaks we go to the engineers i mean they are probably so annoyed by um our uh lack of technological um knowledge that it's it's embarrassing sometimes they're like did you try this and no I didn't but thank goodness for them because you never know what's going to break at a tv station there's so many moving parts trying to think well we obviously have um sales associates um so um they go out in the community and try to um sell advertising um to to businesses, um, organizations, anyone who wants a commercial or um, wants to sponsor a, uh, a weather camera or something like that, um, they'll go and, um, and sell advertising. I'm trying to think what else. That's a, a lot. That's, that's, it's a lot, yeah, it's way more than you would think. Um, yeah, I mean, it takes a lot of folks to get just
0: one newscast on air? Yeah, so students, there, there's dozens of occupations in that newsroom, um, Mm -hmm. likely uh, all requiring different levels of education or expertise. Um, So if you'd like to learn more about careers in journalism, you can go to our website. Um, We have quite a few uh, areas of content around arts and design and multimedia. Uh, This is our first anchor interview um, but yeah, there's something in there for any education level or or multiple interests as well. So thank you so much, Taylor. Yeah. So, Taylor, talk to that one particular high school student out there right now that's really intrigued with your story mm-hmm. um, and wants to be somebody like you. They want to be a you know front-of-the-camera journalist. What would be kind of the minimum requirements for education and experience and knowledge to qualify? As an entry-level uh, multimedia journalist,
1: well, you can. There have been people who have done it without um, without education, but um, those are the type of people that um, are usually not going to go so much into the journalism side. Like we have a newscast. Um, it's it's technically not a newscast. It's like a um, um, it's a it's called living uh, loving living local. It's a kind of like a morning um like talk show like. Um, so you need less like journalistic, like ethic, ethical, like it's usually like, a they have somebody come on from a, um, business in the community and they just talk about, you know, that business, um, or let's say they'll have Dunkin' Donuts come on and show us how to make a certain donut, something like that. So you don't really have to worry about ethics so much whenever you're not dealing with like the nitty gritty, like polarizing topics where there's like this side and this side, but for, um, Reporters for anchors, um, you need that um, that broadcast journalism. Not even, even if you don't want to go into broadcast journalism, just like a journalism degree, that you get those um, laws of of ethics and things like that. It, ethics is really the uh, biggest thing you want to pay attention to. Um, other than you know your your experience within an internship or things like that um, that you would learn hands on you really just want to pay attention to um, how to avoid subconscious bias and, and any kind of um, storytelling where you let your opinions seep in like ethically um, but also like um, how to how to tell a story from both sides like I had a um, a, a different professor than the one I already talked about. Um, he used a good example and it was in, he, he used an example that was in the newspaper that he read like that week, um, that it made it, made it to publish in, in our, in Springfield, Missouri, where I went to college. And he said that there was this big article on, um, how to donate, it was like how to donate shoes or something, it was some, some kind of um, campaign um, about like giving donations, but they never talked about how to get the donations. So it's little things like that, where you have to think of like every single person in the community and the way they would be looking at it. So, so don't leave any part out um, uh, of, of your story, um, especially when it affects more, you know, more um, than one person um socio-economically um yeah it's so you, you you really just um you don't have to go you don't have to go you can you can go based off of experience if you if you go and you work you can work your way up without a journalism degree I've seen it happen before um but um I I do think you, you need those those core ethics classes
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, high school students that have aptitude and they might be self-taught in Mm -hmm. IT or uh, sound or uh, any kind of um, uh, producer type tasks
1: Mm -hmm.
0: uh, certainly uh, potentially could qualify for an entry level position and work themselves up. So
1: absolutely. Our editors, um, we've had a couple editors that entry level came straight out of high school. Some of them have been, you know, you don't have to go to college for every job here by any means.
0: Awesome. Taylor Bishop, Evening Anchor, Fox 21 News. It's been an absolute pleasure to hear your career story. Thank you so much.
1: Bob, thank you. I appreciate you.
0: Welcome back to part two of our Everyone Has a Story interview with Taylor Bishop, Evening News Anchor at Fox 21 News. Taylor, thanks again for being with us today.
1: Thanks for having me, Bob.
0: Yeah, so tell us what a day in the life of an Evening News Anchor looks like
1: a day in the life. Okay. So I, um, come into work. Well, I'll start before that because I have a daughter and this has thrown, she's 10 months old and I've totally had to, um, rework the way my day goes. So my daughter, um, I have to take her to Pueblo. That's where my husband's restaurant is. Um, so he, his mom watches her. So every day I drive to Pueblo. I drop the baby off with um, my husband and and um, his mom and his mom takes her to their house and watches her. And then I have to be into the news station by two. We have a meeting right at two every day. Um, and that's just our editorial meeting. That's like where I was talking about how we, we make this collaborative effort on like what will go into the show, what the reporters are going to go out and do. So that's 2 p.m. That wraps up around 2.30. And then Um, I go um, and I, I start reading through scripts. I'll, like I said, change some words around that I don't like. I always check for misspellings. Like that's one thing I'm a total, total. um, I am very anal retentive about, I I really hate when we have misspellings anywhere in our newscast. Um, So I'll I'll look for any misspellings. And then um, I go back at about uh, 4 p.m. and I start doing my hair and makeup um, and that takes like 30 minutes and then I want to go back and um, look back at the scripts one more time um, just to make sure nothing's changed nothing no breaking news has come down that I haven't seen since I was back doing my makeup um, and then um, at five o'clock um, we start our newscast we, we read through weather happens um, we do all that and then I basically do the same thing Go start reading through newscasts for our six or reading through scripts for our six thirty newscast um right after the the five ends at five thirty so between five thirty and six twenty I have that amount of time to go through the show and make sure everything is is how I like it and then i will um our six thirty newscast ends at seven so um I used to go home um I, I used to live like five minutes down the road, and I used to go home and see my baby and, and cuddle her for a little bit. But now I've we moved to Fountain, and so I it's just too far for me to drive there and and be back for in, in, within an hour. So um, I FaceTime her usually. So I'll take a little a little break and then do it all over again. Start reading through scripts, checking for misspellings. Um, if there's like a suggestion I need to make um, for a reporter, or if I don't agree with the way we have the um, the stories in order in, um, the newscast. I'll, you know, speak up and say, Hey, what is, would this work better here? Um, and then, um, any reporters that need help, if they need me to look through their script and, and need help coming up with something catchier or, um, you know, a way to bring a story home, um, I'll try to help them out as best I can. And then, um, we also write teases for, um, all of the newscasts. So it's like, Hey, coming up this story, you know, it's something like giving them a little nugget of, of what the story is going to be. And then, um, um, what they, what they can expect after the break. And then we are all done. I would do the nine and 10, they're back to back nine is from nine to 10, 10 is from 10 to ten thirty. pack it up. I can pretty much leave. Like I, I take my microphone off and I can like walk out the door. Um, and, uh, head home to my baby. She's in bed already.
0: Taylor, what would you say are the top skills that you need to apply on a daily basis to be a, a good anchor?
1: So definitely communication with, um, you know, everyone in the newsroom and sometimes, you know, a newsroom can be crazy on some days when there's breaking news happening, you know, sometimes communication falls apart and that's, that can be frustrating, but, um, on most days like that is so important just to, um, you know be expressing like anything you may see that's wrong um to the producer or to a reporter um and um pro- probably just um being able to um be personable and um you know bring energy on air um that's also something that that is i think really important so you you know you you don't want to watch a newscast and someone's quiet or just reserved you know it's really boring so you have to like be yourself, but step it up a little bit, put a little oomph into it, you know, Um, other than that, um, I would say just being a leader, um, you know, people, reporters, photographers really um, lean on um, anchors to, to help steer the way um, conversations with others in the newsroom go. Sometimes, sometimes there can be contention, you know, and um, just alleviating any, um, any issues that, that might arise between, you know, maybe someone doesn't agree with how this story should go and and just like leading in that way. Um, and, and, you know, talking people through any, any issues.
0: Taylor, if you could pick one thing you like most about your job, what would that be?
1: Mm, One thing I like most about job storytelling. I love to, um, you know, go out in the community and more so as a reporter, you, you get to just meet someone new every day and hear their, hear their story. And, um, you know, it, it doesn't matter what, what story you could be sent out on, you're, you're going to meet someone who's living right there in your community. And, and oftentimes you get to tell that story. Um, So that's probably like, you know, meeting the people who are my neighbors, they live in this community too. That's probably my favorite part.
0: And Taylor, uh, recognizing that not every job is unicorns and rainbows every day. Is there a part of your job that you find like mundane or you don't like it, but you have to do it?
1: Okay. I hate doing my hair and makeup (laughs) every day. I hate it. You know, a lot of people think we have like people who do our hair and makeup. No, we do our hair and makeup ourselves. That's why it doesn't look great. Um, But I hate doing my hair and makeup is my least favorite part of the day i'd rather sit i'd rather sit here on the anchor desk and read for six hours straight than go back there and do my hair and makeup i know that sounds silly but i hate it i get
0: it I, i'm sure it's a kind of a production right
1: <laughs> and then washing <laughs> it off at night yeah
0: <laughs> taylor um talking again to that one high school student out there watching your video and really intrigued about what you do can you suggest ways for that student to gain exposure to an experience in your field of work?
1: Well, first of all, watch this video um, because you can um, pretty much, you know, everything I'm saying is, is going to, you know, you can probably be able to determine like, Hey, maybe that's not for me or maybe it is uh, maybe you like a challenge. Um, and then also you can reach, you can always reach out to me. You can find um, on any TV station in, pretty much the United States, you can find an email address for um whether it be the meteorologist, the um the news anchor, the um the producer, you can find their email on the news station's website, reach directly out to them. You they may respond, they may not, but usually when it's a when it's like a a high school kid, a college kid who's trying to break into our industry, I'm ab- absolutely going to reply to that email, whether it be wanna be a, job, a day job shadowing, or we can oftentimes help you try to get an internship or um, just, we could set up a meeting and see if you'd like to further um, your interest in this career, if it's, you know may, maybe it is something for you and you wanna lear- learn more. More often than not, most um, people in this industry are willing to help the people um, who, are, who are coming up because we need you, we need people good working people, honest, um, trustworthy people in this industry.
0: Hey, so the hard part of our interview is over. What do you like to do in your free time?
1: Play with my daughter. She's so fun. She's just turned 10 months old. Um, you know, honestly, she is like my life. Um, I don't, I don't like, I've never spent other than my time at work, like I won't even go get my nails done. I just I want to be with her. If I'm not at work, I have to be with her, but I'm with my husband spending time with us just together as well. I love to cook. I really love to cook. It goes back to my mom owning a restaurant, but um, that is my favorite thing to do. Like, they sit, sit at home, you know, um, my husband's watching the nuggets game. Um, the baby's playing in the middle of the floor and I'm just like cooking a meal or sometimes she's in her high chair and she's like helping me cook. I love love cooking before I had a baby though I really loved to hike <laughs> she's not at the age quite yet where like I can like throw her on my back and take her hiking she's not walking yet either um but um used to really like to camp maybe when she's a little bit older we'll take her camping um love the outdoors um I like to watch um sports with my husband um he's really he I mean diehard Nuggets fan like it is a an obsession like beyond he gets really upset when they lose like so excited when they win so it's fun to like watch him watch games you know because it's like wow okay he's really into this um but but he really cares (laughs) he cares i'm like how do you care this much about a, a nba team but okay um but broncos too um i'm from arkansas arkansas razorbacks we didn't have a We didn't have an NFL team to watch, you know, the closest thing is Kansas city or Dallas Cowboys. So, um, Arkansas Razorbacks. Braggs, woo pig suey. That's about (laughs) it. My My life is pretty simple outside of Fox 21.
0: Taylor, what do you want to be when you grow up now?
1: A good mom. Um, you know, as far as career wise, I don't see myself leaving this position or Fox 21. You know, a lot of, a lot of reporters are working their way up to the Denver's, the the LA's, the New York's, um, the Dallas's and place, places like that. It's all, it's all a rat race to make it to the, to the highest market you can. But I fell in love with this this place. Like I said, I've been here for seven years and I just, I feel like this is my place. And um, I love my co-anchor. I love my team. Um, the meteorologist is okay. I'm just kidding. He's sitting right there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, such a, it's such a great feeling when you you kind of feel like you're right where you need to be,
1: right? I feel exactly where I need to be. I just want to. At this point, my only goal is just be the best mother I can be.
0: That's awesome. So mm-hmm. Taylor, any final comments or experience you'd like to share with that one high school student that's watching your video right now?
1: Just be. If you want to go, if you want to go into this, if this sounds intriguing to you, just be prepared. Um, like that college professor prepared me. Um, it's not easy, and you do not make very good money at all. You can Google it. You can Google how much money you would make as a starting reporter. It ain't much. And it's hard to live off of in a place like Colorado, but um but it's doable. It is doable. Um but it's it's a job you really have to love because the public, uh the money it's not always on your they're not always on your side. Um, So uh you you really have to love it to stick with it.
0: Taylor Bishop, Evening Anchor at Fox 21 News. It's been a pleasure talking to you today. Thank you again for donating some of your time.
1: Thank you so much. So nice talking to you too.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Everyone Has a Story podcast. We hope the experience shared today in the career story and informational interview may benefit you as you make educational and career choices. If you would like to learn more about the Business and Education Alliance and how we are working with education and industry to connect students' talents, interests, and aptitudes to the world of work, please go to businessandeducationalliance.org.